Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. Josh Lander coming to you with two games on Thursday night here in the NBA. I've got a best bet that I've already put in, one that I'm probably about to put in, which I'll call a lean for right now, and another lean as well that is only a lean right now because I don't have a prop up as I'm recording this for you guys late on Wednesday night. So continue to follow along, like, and subscribe to that page if you would. Also want to remind you, I have the NBA Coast to Coast podcast where we give out all of those picks with my co-host Nate on the Lines YouTube channel. So make sure you're checking out that podcast every single day. We've got four player props and four best bets that we're bringing you each and every weekday of this season on this podcast and getting stuff to you a, lot, a little bit early here on land your bets also going to be doing the weekend podcast which we don't have on the coast to coast but i will have for you here on land your bets uh, so continue to follow along and check that out i'll have everything here for you guys as well so we'll be back each and every day let's run right into how we did originally here on wednesday night we had eight plays on the coast to coast podcast as you can see here uh and out of all of those eight hit six of them i'm sorry hit five of them uh, one of those plays was null and void because it was the same game parlay with Luka Doncic and Kyrie points alongside that Mavericks win, which Luka comfortably got his, but Kyrie did not suit up. So that bet was void before it started. Everywhere else you can see we did super well. The Kings were a nice bet for us, including De'Aaron Fox, who almost didn't get his bet, but he did. The only one we didn't really get that we might, probably should have was that Kyle Kuzma bet over 23 and a half points. He only got 22, and that's because he shot six of 18 from the field and just crushed us uh, from the foul line as well couldn't get the 24 that we needed had a little ladder for him to get 30 did not do that De'Aaron Fox didn't either but we press on we're still looking really good here on the coast to coast podcast you can see uh we, what we did there total on Thursday was pretty good uh I'm sorry I'm sorry on Wednesday uh was pretty good overall making about 0.8 units on the night but overall in the season I'm sorry 1.65 units on the night I should be much more clear about that and we are 13.2 units up on the season as a whole. So the player props are coming on strong. We've made about four and a half units on those in the last week and a half total. So we'll continue to ride high with them. I wish I had more props to be able to give you right now with this small two-game slate early. But like I said, I'll have all these picks on the Coast to Coast podcast with the co-host there, Nate Weitzer. So let's get into my first bet that I'm making here for Thursday slate. And that is the Thunder, man. Minus two and a half. They're at Golden State, which is going to be a depleted Golden State team. I don't care what you want to tell me about Clay coming out with pizzazz or uh, some kind of gusto because they need to win it for the, not the Gipper, whatever you want to call Draymond and Steph who are out, uh, win it for them. Maybe Clay feels a little bit guilty that he got into the scuffle that got Draymond ejected. Probably not. Draymond's going to Draymond, so it doesn't really matter. But, uh, but Clay was at least responsible for getting kicked out and helping them suck on offense by not playing in that game. So we'll see if he comes out firing. He did score a bunch more points last year when Steph was out. 26 points per game without Steph last year versus 20 points with him. But I don't really care because this isn't the same Steph. So what I've got written down as my top notes for this game, no Steph and no Draymond together is just going to be vomit emoji on offense for those of you watching on youtube you can see the vomit emoji uh but i, I mean without steph last year it was five points less per game it was uh, a much slower pace as well things are a lot choppier in general because they're just there's not as much floor spacing in transition or in the half court especially for them so the, the offense slows down it gets choppier uh the defense doesn't really change too much except for because they're playing at a slower pace these games go under more frequently when Steph doesn't play last year in the 26 games that they had without Steph 
everything was just worse. I mean, fewer uh, assists per game as well. Obviously, one less three and a worse shooting percentage from three, unshockingly, when the best three-point shooter of all time is not in, your offense gets a lot worse. Nine games without Draymond last year, should also mention, only had an 111 offensive rating. You had these guys together, uh, take both of their absences and put them into this game, and you add in a sprinkle of Clay not even scoring 20 points yet this season when Steph was in. Not sure why that would start now. You've got CP3, who's also somewhat of a shell of what a, a, the former MVP was because, uh, look, it's not fair to expect a point guard to be that good at 38, 39 years old anymore. He's still doing his thing, but this game is going to be a lot slower uh, with, with Chris Paul at the helm. And, and Golden State, they just, they're pretty good down low this year. I, I would say, you know, Draymond, despite having a bad individual defensive rating, has done a good job of helping Kavon Looney clean up the rebounds and also keep guys off of the glass for second chance points. But they foul too much, man. They, they sell out on the three point line to, to guard everybody out there and not give up any shots from deep. And as a result, their rim protection is not great. I mean, Kavon Looney, as traditional of a center as he might be, is like 6'9, 6'10 right tops um and and is not the guy you're really looking to jump up and, and leap with guys to protect the rim he doesn't have that draymond also much worse this year but they're pretty good around the rim uh in terms of defending it just it doesn't matter i think sga is going to get into the paint he's going to do what he wants uh he's going to get to the free throw line which is what he's done eight times per game since he uh in the last four games that he's played this team so I, I just I think they're going to get theirs. The 27 free throws that the the, the Warriors are allowing per game is going to be a big problem uh, against the OKC team that is going to attack the rim with ferocity uh, as they see a, a really wide open lane, especially without Draymond, who's probably their best rim defender, not in the game uh, for this one. So OKC 1.2 units on them to win by three points, and I don't know if I'm done betting on them yet. So I might get looked uh, I might look foolish if if the Warriors are able to pull something out of their hat because they were 14 and. 12 against the spread last year when they played without Steph, but there were some pretty big spreads that they had to cover at that time. This is not a two and a half point one like we have here for this game. All right, I'm going into my first lean here, and that is an under in this game. And I'm going to bet this game uh, under, uh, honestly. Like, I don't know why I'm sitting here pretending like I'm not going to do it. I just haven't bet it yet, and I don't like to tell you that this is my best bet if I haven't bet it. Uh, so that's why I'm calling it lean number one, if you will. But but I have a pretty high confidence in this. As you can see, I have a unit up on the screen for those watching on YouTube uh, that is indicating I have a high level of confidence in OKC and Golden State to go under 227 and a half in this one. And I get to rinse and repeat a few of the, the um, stats that I just threw at you, which is this game is going to go way slower with Chris Paul as your point guard, as opposed to Steph Curry as your, as your dominant point guard. Um, even in, in the games where CB, uh, CP3 and Steph have played together so far, CP3's on-off numbers are all about pace, right? With him on the court, it's their second slowest pace of any players on court numbers, right behind Kavon Looney, who should be playing plenty in this game as well without Draymond, at least 30 minutes for Kavon in this one, probably close to 35. The only other backup for him will be Dario Saric, who nice player in a lot of ways. I love Dario on offense, not as much on defense. So um, that's going to lead to less points as well. As we know, there's not really going to be a facilitator outside of CP3 because that's not Clay's game. Steph's not in there to facilitate in any way, shape, or form. Um, maybe you're getting some more Corey Joseph as a true point guard. Curtis Joseph as a, as a true point. Uh, Corey Joseph, sorry. Curtis Joseph was, was the goalie in the NHL. Corey Joseph is who I'm talking about. 
yeah, it's, either way, it's just it's not going to be the 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 smooth style of offense that we're used to with the dubs. And I think they're just going to make it choppier as a result. Um, right now, they're seventh in limiting second chance points. They're 13th in limiting points in the paint. And they are eighth in limiting opponents points off of turnovers. That's the Warriors. That's pretty good for them uh, with, the, with the way that this roster is constructed and the fact that they've been turning the ball over a ton since Steph Curry got there. Uh, the, the fact that they're not giving up points off of turnovers is huge. OKC is top 10 in all three of those in terms of scoring off of, of turnovers getting second chance points, scoring in the paint. That's how they want to get uh, beat you on offense. They want to get to the bucket and just attack you uh, with, like I said, a lot of aggressiveness. So if the Warriors can withstand that a little bit, at least in part by slowing this game down and not letting the, the Thunder run at the roughly fifth fastest pace in the league, which is what they want to do, that's going to have to be their whole game plan. Um, and that's what they do at home as well, the Dubs. At home, uh, they go a lot slower. And uh, they, they play a lot slower. They play a lot better defense. Their games are averaging about 214 right now when they play at home. They're averaging uh, beyond 220, I'm sorry, 232 when they play on the road right now, which incidentally, they're much better uh, at, on the road this season record-wise, five and two versus one and four at home, a complete inverse of what we saw from last season in a small sample size. So I'm not going to like read too much into it, but it's pretty funny that they're already uh, such a, a, a sort of, reverse team from what they were last season in terms of their home and road splits that'll come back down to earth but what stays the same is they play slowly at home and they they play way better defense at home and now they don't have their entire offense Steph with his above 30 percent usage rate will not be in there for them uh, and they're going to be hard-pressed to find buckets so I do think you know the scary thing about an under here is that the Thunder play fast and that they're going to probably get to the foul line once the clock stops and you're scoring points with free throws that's always bad for an under and really really good for an over uh but i think bottom line is like there's not going to be as many threes going up for the uh the thunder and if the, the dubs can just avoid fouling more than 30 times in this game uh we should be good for an under 227 and a half here man like this 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 offense is going to be very stagnant for the warriors and they're gonna have to play within that so final lean here for you only because I haven't bet it, only because it's not available, is Jaime Jaquez. And I'm really excited. to. I love Jaime Jaquez. Like, amazing defender for a rookie. Very good three-point shooter for a big forward. Uh, can guard, a, like, pretty much one through four. I don't know if he can guard fives, but let's say two through four. Real, very versatile, uh, especially for a rook as a defender. Always knows where to be. Super heat guy, uh, for sure. And his usage goes up when you don't have either Jim, Jimmy or um, Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero is now out for a couple of weeks. So we look at Jaime Jaquez. But I want to keep us tempered and, and on point here with this bet before I just start saying, Jaime Jaquez, start betting his over. Jaime Jaquez ladder, 15 plus points. Like Let's temper it for one second so we can at least make sure that we're not missing something. Because there is a direct correlation. Hero has missed three games so far this season. Jaquez in those three games uh, has much better numbers than he does when Hero's in there. We're talking about uh, three games without him, eight games with Hero. In the eight games with Hero, he's only looking at 18 minutes, about six points, right? That usage rate is about 16% because he's putting up not even six field goal attempts uh, a game. Without Tyler Hero, we're talking about 34 and a half minutes, 16 minute jump. 16 points per game. That is a 10 uh, point increase. Also gets five boards, three assists. That's all double his numbers when you have 
uh, Tyler Hero in there. It's not like we can just say Tyler Hero's out. Jaime Jaquez is going to dominate or, or be incredible. He's still at least the third banana on this in this offense without Tyler Hero in it. So like we can't go too crazy, but we can definitely assume that the 13 field goals and 20% usage that he puts up without Tyler Hero is indicative that like they need him to score when they don't have their starting shooting-ish, point-ish guard, whatever you want to call Tyler Hero at this point. Um, if you want to give him the fourth banana title here, for the um, for the the Heat, he's going to be the third banana in this game, and I think that is the case if you look at the third highest usage on the team when Tyler Hero is not in there. Uh, the thing that I want to keep us aware of is that Brooklyn is very good at defending the exact type of player that Jaime Jaquez is, and that's what happens when you have Dorian Finney-Smith on your team, when you have Ben Simmons on your team who's not in there, and that's a big part of why. I might feel more comfortable taking it over with Jaime, depending on what it is. If you're looking at this screen here on YouTube and not just listening on audio, you can see that I wrote under 13 and a half points, but over seven and a half points, which seems a little bit you know, confusing, but pretty obvious if you think about it for one sec. If you get this number under 10, I think you're good. Like nine and a half, probably good for a Jaime Jaquez over. Even if he does get stopped and locked up, like he did, by the way, in this last game where he played against the, the, the Nets earlier this season, and he got locked up by Ben Simmons, who's not playing, but also a little bit by Cam Thomas and uh, DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith, when he was playing on, on Hawkes. If you look at the matchups in that game, all of them shut him down. Now, he was one for nine from the field. He had only played 19 minutes, which is why he didn't score any points, basically. Um, and, and he only had uh, the, a few, um, excuse me, four personal fouls. That was the problem. That's a big part of why he wasn't even able to get the minutes. But the other part was it was just not a good matchup for him getting shut down by the, the big wily vets that like Simmons and uh, DFS. Now, without Simmons, maybe and, and the fact that he should be soaking up usage no matter what in this game, I think you can get value on an over at nine and a half. Once you start like getting close to 14 or 15 points for him, I'm out. And I'm, I'm actually looking at an under. Like if, if you're going to put up a 14 and a half point prop for him, 13 and a half points, I'm going under, right? So when you when you watch this and you see whatever Jaime Jaquez has for props when you're up in the morning and looking at your stuff for the day, go under 14 and a half, 13 and a half in that range. Go over seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half. I think those are all viable over numbers. And then 13 and a half and up are all viable under numbers because that's a big enough um, um, margin for me to go ahead and feel good uh, about, like I said, those two that either over or under for Hawkes. So hopefully that's not too difficult to figure out here for you guys. Like I said, seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half points. If that's Jaime Hawkes's, uh prop line, Go ahead and hit the over. If it's 13 and a half, 14 and a half and above, now we're talking about an under for him. And that's where the value lies. If you don't want to play an under because you don't like to, then no one's forcing you to. But don't start playing overs on Jaime Hawkins' points prop at like 13 and a half points. That's that's my main point here for this game in a, a Brooklyn team that's going to be good on defense, uh, especially against Hawkins' position. So let's run through what I've got here for you. The best bet that I've already made, OKC at Golden State. No Steph Curry, no Draymond Green. Let's. I've got the wrong guys up here on the on the uh, the the image. It's not De'Aaron Fox and Kyle Kuzma. That was yesterday's. But the best bet uh, text here is correct. OKC at Golden State. OKC minus two and a half. Um, let's go ahead and get that with one point two units. That's what I already hit it with. I'm not sure it'll be at two and a half by the time you get this, but maybe people think that there's going to be a close game at hand for the Dubs and that they can hang or or potentially win one coming off of a sort of an emotional letdown game against the T-Wolves. The early leans that I have, OKC at Golden State under 227 and a half. I do feel good enough to bet that here in a minute. 
calling it a lean, like I said, because I haven't bet it yet. And then Jaime Jaquez, under 13.5, 14.5 points in that range, over 7.5, 8.5, 9.5 in that range. So do what you will with the Jaime Jaquez stuff. I, I'm definitely going to be betting him in the morning when I find that number. Of course, it's probably going to be right at like 12.5, which is exactly where I don't want to hit it. Uh, I don't like 10.5, 11.5, 12.5. Those are numbers that I don't really want to mess with. So we'll see how it opens uh, and bet accordingly, y'all. But that is all the time I have for you guys. A lot more of you are jumping in right now and hanging out with me in these daily videos. And I super, super appreciate it. Please give it a, uh, the, the videos a like, comment in there. Let me know what you think. I don't care if you hate the bets. Let me know. We can talk about it. Uh, I can talk shit back to you if you want. I don't care. And then uh, also, if you would subscribe to the page it's super helpful you know get it get these numbers up help me uh get these follower counts up so i can go ahead and keep getting these videos out to you guys and maybe make a living off of this stuff as well but uh continue to have some luck out there guys best of luck with everything and until i do talk to you next happy betting